are listening to WOWDLP Tacoma Park. It's time for some tango. Bienvenido al tango. My co-host Phil is out of town today in the far-off land of Istanbul, tangoing away. But we have Holly Haig with us to talk all things tango. Nocero Soy from the orchestra of Osvaldo Pugliese. I believe that one was recorded in 1943. We've got some more Pugliese coming up and a lot of good conversation today. As I mentioned, Holly Hag has joined us in the studio here in Tacoma Park. Hi, Holly. Hello. Thanks Hello. for coming by. Thank you. Good to see you. So, Holly, is uh, how long? you've been dancing for a number of years, yeah? dancing for about 10 years now about 10 years yeah. in different communities and you've mm -hmm. you've you've danced i think you've you've taught and you're you're a um a, a jeweler you contribute a lot of seen tango from a lot of different angles as you've yeah, traveled that's right. around and that's right so before we get into some of those angles and and talk about that what is tango to you why why do you do it now after 10 years well gosh um it is definitely true as i think it is for everyone that my my uh, my motivations and my reasons have changed a lot over the years, but just to speak about where I'm at now, um, 
I love dancing. I love the opportunity to express myself musically. I love um, the friendships that I establish through tango dancing. Um, I work from home, so it's really important for me to have a, a, a social thing to do outside of the house, something to get out there for. Um, so yeah, tango is just really, at this point, it's really pretty deeply ingrained part of my life. Um, there's sometimes that I almost think it would be convenient if I, if I just didn't have it as a part of my life anymore, <laughs> but, um, it, it doesn't seem to be making that kind of departure. So, um, I'm, I'm glad it's around. I, I love doing it. Cool. Yeah. How, and how long have you been here in the DC area? Um, about six and a half years now. And so then where did you start dancing? I started dancing in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, I danced there for about three years. And, and how did um, you start? Well, I started tango dancing after I was a swing dancer. And getting into dancing at all for me um, started in college. And it was an eye-opening experience for me because at that point in time, me and a lot of my friends were socializing mostly by drinking which um, a lot of people do at that age, and it has a certain charm. But um, the first time I was exposed to dance, I was really excited to find that there was other ways that people got together and socialized and had fun that didn't have to just be centered on uh -huh. drinking. <laughs> so, um, so that got me into swing dancing, which um, ultimately eventually led to me getting into tango dancing too. Um, get into more of those details if you if you'd like but let's do that but first let's listen to a song Great. Uh, holly has provided us with our our music for today let's start off upbeat what do you say sounds good all right we've got some darienzo here this is la escuela <laughs> Yeah. 
that was fun. So yeah. we're definitely going to get back to to your tango story, but let's can we hang on to that song for yeah, a second? Definitely. That's such a fun song. Why yeah. why did you pick that out? Um, first, I love dancing milonga style tango. Um, Those faster tangos, yeah. Faster. Um, even more frequently close embrace, which is what I'm more uh, most comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And um, I personally, um, I played piano uh, for a number of years growing up, and I'm trying to bring it back, but it's only going so-so. And I love the piano in, in that piece. It feels just so Great bouncy and energetic yeah. and yeah, get it stuck in my head. <laughs> is there anything in particular you like dancing about, uh, about dancing milonga besides the closer embrace? Or? Well, um, I think that also might go back to my swing dancing days a little bit. The swing dances I did were um, Charleston, Lindy, and Balboa. And Bal Balboa is actually a swing dance that's done primarily in close embrace. And it's uh, very quick, quick steps. So it's quick, small huh. steps, which is really similar to um, milonga. Um, so when I started tango dancing, I think I already had a little bit more of a background in something that was similar. So unlike a lot of dancers who um, may be intimidated or feel frustrated by Malanga, um, Malanga was actually the easiest one for me to pick up. In the beginning? In the beginning. Interesting. So um, I didn't get there for years. Yeah. yeah. yeah I love yeah, it now. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we danced Malanga all the time. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah now for years, I, I liked my slow. I would take a step and then think about the next one for about yeah. half a song. You know. And somebody once gave me the advice about Malanga, and I don't know if they were making this up or not, but they, they said that in Buenos Aires, which is always a great way to start advice that you're going to give, um, <laughs> they think of Malanga as the time that you're going to relax on the dance floor. And that sounds counterintuitive, but some, for some reason, I uh, really enjoyed that idea. So I always was able to bring more of a relaxed quality to, to my Malanga there's dancing. like there's a lot of humor in it you can't take it too seriously yeah yeah know? it is it's more upbeat yeah so okay cool going back to then you were talking about when you started and mm -hmm. was there anything that caught how did you make that switch from not everyone who swing dances suddenly starts tangoing yeah um the swing dance community in Albuquerque was really nice it was pretty small and so it was one of those types of communities where if a couple of people moved away, it changed a lot. Mm -hmm. So people moved away, it got smaller. Um, and that meant that if you wanted to really keep the community going, you needed to do more work. So uh, people who had more experience were needing to teach, they were needing to organize things. And I was a first year teacher at the time, and I didn't really have the energy for that. And um, so I wanted to see what else Albuquerque had to offer in terms of dance. I tried salsa, which is, fun but it just wasn't wasn't quite my uh didn't have my number exactly and um i found that the albuquerque tango community was um more established and so i was able uh, which is what i was looking for at the time to just drop in enjoy um swing dancing also had um it it, it has this lovely exuberant personality and there's a certain extent to which as a swing dancer, you're expected to exude that um, exuberance. Interesting. And I wasn't always in that mind state. If you don't smile when you're swing dancing, people ask what's wrong. <laughs> Whereas in tango, it was totally acceptable for me to shut my eyes, relax, and get into a very meditative state. And for me at that time in my life, that just felt like such a natural fit. I was really excited to find it. Excellent. Well, shall we play a more meditative song then yeah. than the last one? What do you think? El Adios or Alma de Bohemio? Oh, let's do Alma de Bohemio. Okay. This is definitely one of, a fav one of the favorites I, of the I show. I love this one. Yeah. This is Pedro Larenz with Alberto Podesta, Alma de Bohemio.
Sentí la dulce ilusión de estar viviendo mi pasión. Si es que yo vivo lo que sueño, yo sueño todo lo que canto. Por eso mi encanto es el amor, mi pobre de bohemio quiero acariciar y como una flor perfumar ah Alma de Bohemio yep. Pedro Larenz with the great singer Alberto Podesta mm. so you were telling us about you uh you came in how you came into tango through swing dancing and things tell us mm -hmm. about the last 10 years what are some of your tango activities you've you've traveled and you've moved yeah, and i i have so i've had three home tango communities and each each in different regions of the united states so that's been fascinating um i started in albuquerque new mexico which um the southwest region has a really nice beautiful tango scene um, and then I uh, lived in Portland, Oregon for a year, um, just one year, but it was a year that I was very, very devoted to my tango dancing, and there was uh, so much going on, and I took advantage of as much as I could, and then uh, for the last six years, I've lived here in the D.C. area, which, um, which also has a really, really wonderful tango community, so I, I feel very lucky um, to have lived in a number of places that have had uh, really beautiful communities, and and each with their own character and um, different different qualities, different features. Yeah, and you also you travel to festivals and marathons around the country as that's well. Right, yeah? That's right, that's um, right. When I was living in Portland, Oregon, I started a jewelry business, and I was creating jewelry specifically for tango dancers, and it really was a part of a big scheme of mine to try and um, dovetail my work life, my tango life, and get everything kind of cohesive because um, – well, I mean, it's it's hard to have a regular nine to five job when you're very obsessed with tango dancing. So I turned my job into something that would go on the road with me to tango events. And um, so over the last six years, I have been going uh, several times a year to different tango events, selling my jewelry, dancing, um, seeing old friends. What, what's it like traveling to places? You talk about having lived in communities. What's yeah. different when you go uh, pop into a city for a moment to dance? Yeah, well, when you go for a festival, a lot of other people are showing up too. So you're not dancing with the local community as much as you are the local community plus whoever else wanted to come and enjoy the event. So um, you always get the flavor of the place you're staying. Um, I think of the Southwest, for instance, as being an incredibly warm, uh, caring community. And you get that feel when you go to events there and when you dance locally. Um, you know, the the Pacific Northwest, I feel, has this spunky, youthful quality to it that, um, that I love tapping into. So you get that flavor when you travel or dance locally. And, you know, the East Coast has... God, I don't know how to how I would describe it, but I think it has like a refined quality, um, you know, there's uh, an interest in, and I don't want to. I don't want to boil it just down to this, but there's an interest in getting t tango technically right hmm. that lends a sophisticated element to the dancing uh, on the East Coast that I really enjoy. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Well, so you've seen tango from a lot of sides. Mm -hmm. I one of the things that that keeps me in tango is the variety of disciplines. You know, there mm -hmm. are uh, mm -hmm. you have music and dance and poetry and people yeah. who do all of that in one place, and then people who take that to extremes and into yeah. virtuosic sides and present it just in that way. Right. And we always Phil and I always talk about we like to mention um, you know the the fashion and and yeah. you know the shoes and and everything. And I want to get into that since you you know a lot about that and and have have worked with that but let's can we listen to one more let's song do first it. let's do el adios this Great. is edgardo donato and horacio lagos yeah. 
tarde que en sombra se moría Buenamente nos dimos el adiós Mi tristeza profunda nos veía Y al marcharte sonreíamos los dos Y la desolación mirándote partir Quebraba de emoción mi pobre voz El sueño más feliz moría en el adiós y el cielo para mí se Adios from the orchestra of Edgardo Donato with the singer Horacio Lagos. You're listening to Bienvenido al Tango here on WWDLP Tacoma Park. Whether you're listening at 94.3 FM or streaming at TacomaRadio.org, thank you for spending an hour with us on your Thursday afternoon for a little bit of tango. Of course, we would love to hear from you. We have a Facebook page, which is a great way um, to get in contact with us. You can also find um, old old shows and old information there about things that have happened, things that are going to happen. Feel free to give us a like. Send us a note with any questions, requests, or other communiques that you would <laughs> like to send us. We're here today with Holly Hegg and talking about her life in tango. You know, you, we, me and Phil, Phil and I speak a lot about uh, ourselves, and so we like to get on as many community and different voices as, as we can. Holly, you were just starting to tell us about um, being a jeweler specifically for tango people. Yeah. Or, I don't know, it's probably a more eloquent way of saying that, but tell, tell us about that. Yeah, well, um, as I mentioned, I was trying to figure out a way to dovetail my my work in tango life. So I started making this jewelry. And, um, you know, it was a really fun, creative challenge to try and find a style of jewelry, both in a price point that seemed reasonable for the tango world, you know, um, which I kind of picked because shoes are $200. So it's got to be less than that, you know, um, but that gives you a rough ballpark for maybe what you could theoretically go up to. Um, and I really also had a lot of fun trying to think of pieces that would um, really uh, add the most to somebody's dance experience. I know it's kind of funny to think of a piece of jewelry doing that, but so I always wanted them to not get in the way, not be too heavy, not flop around or pull on people's earlobes while they're dancing all night. It makes um, sense because there's a lot of twirling. Involved. Lots of twirling, you know, and you're going to be in them for a long time, so they can't be heavy. Um, I wanted to do colors and materials that complemented the outfits because uh, people put a lot of uh, effort and energy into their outfits. A lot of times they're wearing silk, even beautiful materials, beautiful shoes. So I wanted to try and come up with something that, um, that was a, a component of that. So, um, it was important to me that I use sterling silver, gold fill, real gemstones, that sort of thing. And, um, and, and that's what I did. And it's, it's been really fun. Um, people were, in a way, interested about what I was doing at first, but maybe a little slow to warm up to the idea. I don't know if anybody else was doing it at least as intensively as I was. But once people started warming up to the idea, I think it made sense to to have jewelry that was specifically going to complement the other as aspects of their tango wardrobe. Sure. And so what kind of pieces were you, earrings, necklaces, what sort of... Mostly chandelier earrings, mm -hmm. um, because I feel like earrings are the most common piece of jewelry that people are wearing. Um, and also necklaces. Um, and I, I liked doing a, 
a, a little backdrop, something in the back, so that when women are dancing, there's a little jewel hanging down on their spine. Because um, a lot of times tango tops are open back or low back or, you know, halter top where a lot of the back is showing and things like that. Very cool. Were there any unique challenges you found? We've talked about the motion or um, anything else. that. Well, because I tried to create really motion-oriented pieces, I had to be careful that they were still well-behaved pieces because some... <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> um, a lot of earrings that have a lot of movement to them, if you shake them up, they don't go back to their natural shape. Got it. And... Um, I don't think I was entirely successful early on, and I actually remember <laughs> having a nightmare once that I was out on the tango dance floor, and I could see people wearing my earrings, and they were just all jumbled up into balls. So I actually had a lot of anxiety <laughs> over whether or not I was creating these in such a way that people could dance with them all night and um, not not have, have troubles with them misbehaving. And I, I think that's something that improved over time as I got more experience doing it. Very cool. Well, I definitely recognize your style and yeah, see it. Thank you. See it around. It's I, quite the, quite the uh, symbol of tango these days. I love seeing them out in the world. <laughs> it warms my heart seeing that they're out enjoying the tango universe Absolutely. and being enjoyed. So when you when you're you go to festivals or how do you, how do you get them out and what's what's the culture like of of yeah. sharing of fashion you and and the other sort of vendors that oh yeah. Um, well, there's a lot of vendors who will actually go to tango festivals and sell at events. Um, there's even more who are cropping up these days on Etsy and online and stuff like that, who I've ever, I've never actually met in person, so I don't know much about them. But there's definitely a, a group of, I want to say, you know, maybe 50, it depends on if we're also talking about shoe vendors, but let's say 15 to 25 tango specific vendors who are doing a lot of traveling around the country going to shows and so that's a really good way to get your work out to tango dancers and then most of us also have an online presence so that afterwards um you know people can check it out very cool yeah what's your online presence called um uh, my uh etsy store is called adorno by holly very cool yeah. Should we listen to some vals? Yes, let's do I it. Think, I think it's time for some vals. Great. Let's start with Palomita Blanca from the orchestra of Mr. Annabel Troilo. Me aleja tan cruel, me roba sus caricias de amor, mi sol, el 
pensamiento la vele tu te amenazado Cabeza con ansias la gente ha mirado Y voy así soñando tan lejos cada vez Palomita blanca que pasa volando rumbo a la casita donde está mi amor Palomita blanca pareciste ausente, tú eres una carta de recordación Y la vez a la que adoro sin decir que lloro Daría alguna idea de no muy amargo de vivir sin ella que perder su amante claro Gana adelante, vaya de mi tropa, que de un viento errante tomo tu barrón. Que de ausencia se nos va la vida, rumbo a la querencia dándole la Dios. Palomita blanca, vuela noche y día de mi niño en busca y escribe en el cielo con sereno vuelo. No te olvidas nunca, solo piensa. Support for Tacoma Radio comes from S&A Beads, offering craft classes, make-it-yourself and classic ready-to-wear jewelry, with beads from around the world and through the ages, located at 235 Carroll Street Northwest. More information at beadstore.com. And from Fair Day's Play, a Tacoma Park toy store specializing in games, crafts, toys, and learning tools, located at 7050 Carroll Avenue. Fairdaysplay.com Bienvenido al Tango. This is Max here on WWD LP, Tacoma Park, speaking today with my guest, Holly Hegg, uh, Tangera extraordinaire. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, let's see. So we were just talking about sort of the, the fashion side, and you were yeah. talking about designing jewelry for, for Tango. Mm-hmm. Can you talk, so it's usually two dudes, me and Phil, yeah. and we're not always the most fashionable people, even on the, the male uniform for, yeah. for tango. Yeah. Can you talk about some of the other elements of, of women's fashion in tango, or, or, or any I little sure bit can. that appeals to you? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I, I like fashion. I think fashion is fun. And, you know, 
fashion can't happen without an audience. I mean, I guess some people are motivated and want to feel put together even if they work from home. I'm not one of those people. <laughs> I wear um, pajamas around the house basically all day. So, you know, um, for me, tango dancing is my opportunity to, to get dressed nice and to go out. And, you know, I, being dressed, it it has a, um, a resonance with your mental state. But... I just find uh, dressing for tango to be a lot of fun. And I think, uh, I, I suspect that's how other women feel too. You know, I mean, I don't know how many opportunities everybody else has to dress up, but, you know, there's just not a million different times. I, I Growing up, I went to church on Sundays. That would be an opportunity to put a dress on, things like that. But um, tango really is just an opportunity for me to think of something cute. And I also just love the challenge of it, of shopping, um finding something interesting and you know tango fashion in general is is pretty interesting because it's both got elements that i think are independent of fashion at large and it's also got elements that are integral to fashion at large there's some aspects of dressing for tango dancing that i think are very timeless that are consistent you know you can always like what? Uh, you can always get away with wearing a circle skirt and a halter top I mean, no problem. That look has been around as long as I've been dancing, and you know, I could wear it. I could wear it tonight, and it would be fine. Or um, high-low hemlines, uh, so a little shorter in the front, a little longer in the back. These sorts of things. Um, so there is a certain silhouette with tango dancing that I think is very, um, very universal. It's gonna, it's gonna be around probably twenty years from now. But I also love the side of tango dancing where people get to enjoy playing with trends and things that are unfolding. So um, something that I think falls into that category right now would be um, midi pencil skirts and crop tops. Um, so uh, I, I don't think I would have seen that maybe five or ten years ago in tango, but, um, but people are really enjoying playing with that, and that's a reflection of uh, what's happening in fashion in a, in a broader sense, things that are trending right now. Um, higher waisted uh waistlines um pencil dresses uh this sort of below the knee length or just above the knee length these sorts huh. of things so when you're getting ready what are all of the elements of of your outfit oh man yeah for me ideally i come up with an outfit that is like a perfect synthesis of everything <laughs> you know <laughs> So it's seasonal. It's the weather. Either I'm dressing for the season or maybe in the middle of winter, I'm like so bored of it being dark. I want to purposely dress in a really summery way to oh, yeah, sort I of go that. counter yeah. to that. Um, so um, pragmatically, I might wear something a little warmer if it's really cold, although it's always summer in the Malanga, so that one doesn't come into play very much. <laughs> but um, You mean because it's always warm with a lot of <laughs> bodies dancing well, around? Well, yeah, and... Usually once you start dancing, even if the temperature isn't that warm, you get warm. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to think of something that really reflects my mood, too. And I'm a very moody person, so this comes into play a lot. Um, if I'm feeling really good and I'm feeling really, like, sexy and open, I'm, I'm going to wear something that reflects that. If it's close to my period and I'm feeling bloated and I'm feeling kind of icky, like I'm probably going to go for something that feels pretty, but a little more understated because I'm like, don't look at me. Like, I don't want to call attention <laughs> to myself, you know? So, um, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of different factors that, that I think about when I'm picking an outfit. Noted. Oh. Thank you. Yes. Um, all that, let's all that let's play some moodier tango. Does that let's, sound uh, like a good plan? Per, yeah, great. Okay, we've got some Pugliese here that you requested. Mm -hmm. And I love dancing Pugliese with you. It's very, very dramatic. Yes, you're yeah. one of my favorite Pugliese partners. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, this is La Tupangatina. Thank you. 
That is one of my favorite Pugliese uh, tangos. I also just yes. love the title. Tupungatina. Yeah, it's a fun <laughs> it's word fun to, to say. say. La Tupungatina. Tupungatina. <laughs> so uh, earlier you were talking about enjoying the speed and and feeling of the faster milangas yeah. and how that mm-hmm. related to swing. What do you like about Pugliese? Oh, man. What's not to like? Um, and it's different. We also then we, we heard some sort of more meditative yeah. tango. Um, this is I would not describe this as quite as as meditative. No, it's very dramatic music. Um, and I, I love that aspect. Of it. It's dramatic. It's cinematic. Um, I feel like it just creates a really intense, rich beautiful experience and as you know um, Pugliese is one you want to get the partner right with Mm -hmm. because it's very complex music to dance to it's not as straightforward so even though in some ways we're not describing it as meditative I think in other ways I would describe it as really meditative Mm -hmm. because it's music that really requires you to be present from from one note to the next you can't dance it on autopilot and I think Lucky, lucky for those of us who have been dancing a while, we start to memorize the music, you know, so you start to really get it in your bones. But, um, but I, I, I love how lush and complex and it, um, I feel like it's a story that's unfolding. And with Pugliese, the climax of the story is often just like intense, so intense. So you're, I'm always finding myself with Pugliese trying not to Overdance it early because I know it's going to keep building, building, building throughout the song. Absolutely, and, and yeah. you gotta, and you really want to arrive at that, you know, um, peak moments at your peak dancing. You don't want to yeah. be dancing at eleven uh, <laughs> the whole before, time before. Absolutely, yeah. and and you have four songs to do that. With, yes, yeah, with and you have partner. four songs, so yeah, each one you're going to want to have that like ebb and flow and build and retreat and to let it. 
Yeah, because you don't want to just like you just don't want to go full throttle on those things for Absolutely. for the whole time. Well, let's listen to to another one that you picked out. This is uh, with a singer, Pugliese's yes. orchestra with a singer. We'll hear El Pañuelito. <laughs> Manuelito from the orchestra of Esvaldo Pugliese with singer Jorge Maciel. So, Holly, tell me, so you've, you've played piano and you talked yes. about really appreciating the piano and tango. Yeah. What's your relationship to the vocals? Oh, um, I think it took me a long time to really realize, to, to get to this point, but I love vocals. And for me personally, Part of it is that I, as I think probably a lot of people in tango tend to be fairly intellectual. I don't know, you know, get into all the theory behind that. But um, I find myself in my head more than I'd like to be. And um, with vocals and piano, um, because I can identify with being the producer of those noises, those sounds, I feel like I'm able to transport myself into that aspect of the melody more easily. So when there's vocals in tango music, for me, even if I'm thinking, thinking, thinking up to that point, when the vocals begin, I feel like that drops away. Hmm. And I feel like I'm able in those moments to become the singer. And that makes dancing a lot easier for me. And it makes it a lot more enjoyable. Do you do you know the words? Do you hear the Spanish? I should know more. I <laughs> took Spanish, you know, in high school uh -huh. and in college, and um, but no, I mean, I hear, you know, with the lyrics, I understand it's a mixed bag. So there's some very beautiful, and some that I've heard, it's better that I never learned the lyrics in the first place because those songs might be ruined for me. Um, but. But no, I don't know. I don't know the lyrics very well. It's just the sound of the voice that it's does it. The that, sound, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Well, we're coming up near the end of the hour, um, which is sad because 
I always enjoy this. <laughs> One of the best hours of my week, and oh, yes, we, it's been fun. we miss Phil, but thanks thanks for coming. DJ Special Sauce, of course, is coming in in just a moment for Hot Sauce Lounge, which is pretty cool. From 2 to 4, she's playing music by Nick Cave. It's the Bad Seed Lounge. Uh, songs of, of Nick Cave and songs by his influencers and contemporaries. From 4 to 5, then, we have Music Matinee, a new weekly show that covers the intersection of film and music, hosted by DJ Total. This week, a focus on superhero movies, so that should be a lot of fun. A little later, from 5 to 6, it's senioritis to Wilson High School seniors, Ava and Alessandra, with their own musical mix. 7 to 9, Musical Remedies, The Night Nurse plays Music to Cure Whatever Ails You. And as usual, from 9 to 11, it's In the Jazz Kitchen, Michael and Bill cooking up jazz, and an interview with saxophonist Benjamin Boone. I love this, this radio station. So much, so much great variety. And they yeah. let us, of course, come in and play tango for, for an hour. Now, we have one more tango um, picked out here. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a tango that we play. We used to play every, every week on the show, La Cumpercita. And it's traditionally the last tango of the night at a milonga. You put this on the list of songs you wanted to play today. Why? Well, um, La Cumparcita is um, such an important song because it ends the milonga. And so everybody has different feelings about it. Some people grow to dislike it because it's played so often. I I feel a sense of, I know this sounds funny because I love tango dancing, but I always feel a sense of relief when I feel, when I hear the Cumparcita because it's saying, okay, that's it tonight's over like you had the good you've had the bad you've had whatever it had and now now it's done it's time to time to go and i picked this one it's a 1963 recording by darienzo it um it has is, is that the one that you have i might have the 1951 okay, Hang okay on, let okay. me see if I have well, they're, the they're quite similar they're quite similar they both have these beautiful breaks in the music that all the dancers know so it's a lot of fun to dance to um and I, I feel like Darienzo is just such a such a classic tango orchestra. I feel like it's just a really nice way to end the night. Just dramatic, solid. All right, now go home and go to sleep. <laughs> Absolutely. You can play the 51. I don't think I have want. the 63. Okay, okay. Maybe. We could try. Wait, let me look. One other place. That one versus... This one doesn't have a year on it, so... <laughs> well, we could, we could try that we could, one. We could try that one. All right, Holly, thank you so much thank for joining you. us today. Thank you to everybody um, listening. Thank you for being Tangaros with us for this hour. We look forward to seeing you around the world. And, of course, we send our love to Phil on his global tango travels. He'll be back in a couple of weeks. This is Juan Darienzo's La Cumparcita. right about now oh that's that's not 
Good afternoon. You are listening to WOWDLP. I am DJ Special Sauce. This is the Hot Sauce Lounge. And on today's episode, may I present to you the bad seed, the music and stylings of Nick Cave, some of his influences and contemporaries. Nick Cave, a singer, a songwriter, a composer, an author, a screenwriter, an actor, and above all, a master poet. His music is synonymous with love, with loss, with religion, and with death. And I've got a little bit of all of the above for you. So let's not waste another moment. It's time to release the bats. (laughs) 